In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Car Joe-Man. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 323 of the Car Joe Mez podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host, as always, is... The Magistrate of Caravan City, one half of the FWF Tag Team Champions, and the Talisman of Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm Captain Joe Shoes from the Car Joe Mez podcast. Yeah, you are, buddy. What's up? Gobble, gobble. Gomez, it is my favorite. It is the only holiday I recognize. This is crazy talk. Come on. All you pieces of shit out there who got all hyped up for your Halloween and you already started decorating for your bullshit Christmas. Well, this is my day. My time. And down here, Goonies never say die. (laughs) I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is good. Who don't love a day where you just eat? Mm. Everyone tosses it aside like it ain't no thing. But you know what? I love it. And you want to know why? Because there's no expectations. I don't have to be scary. I don't have to give good cheer. I just got to show up and fucking eat. That is the best. But uh, I love it. I love low expectations. If you never expect too much from me, Gomez, you will never be let down. I used to, so I, I still love Thanksgiving, but it's a little different now because I got to do some cooking. Before I could just show up and eat. Those are the best. Now I'm expected to make a couple things. It's not as fun. You know what I mean? Well, but what are you uh, What are you making today, Gomez? I had to make some. I made some sweet potato with the with the marshmallow on top. You know. Okay. Mmm. Some mashed potatoes. I made some yeah. brownies. Mm. Help out with the turkey. You know. I will be making nothing today. Nothing. You know the the United States, as currently constituted, has decided that this is not a holiday for everyone anymore. So, so sad. I will be. I will. I am at work as we record this episode, and we put it in your ear holes. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous! What are you gonna do afterwards? You gonna go like to a buffet or something? What's the plan? Well, hopefully, I get out in enough time where I can still get the Thanksgiving dinner at Denny's. Ooh, what do they offer? They offer the uh, everything, all the good shit. Yeah, it's like two slices of turkey and a spoonful of stuffing and maybe a slice of pecan pie at the end. That sounds good, though. There's nothing wrong with that. It's better than the alternative, which is nothing. So Sit at home and stare at the wall. (laughs) You know, put in one of my eat right uh, dinners and have to eat, I I don't know, rice and quinoa and Brussels sprouts or some bullshit. Because your boy... uh, 
trying to drop a few pounds. You know, I'm getting a head start on the the new year, new me. Already, <laughs> hey, you oh, you're always first. You see that? Always first to it. I'm I'm a trendsetter. That's why, uh, you know, I already signed up to Hive and Mastodon. You know, I'm I'm awaiting the big Twitter exodus. You know, I'm I got my fingers on the pulse here. So thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. You can follow us everywhere on social media at Car Jomez. And now you can follow me and Gomez on Hive, whatever the <laughs> fuck Hive is. Join our goddamn swarm, I, I assume. I don't uh, know. <laughs> Gomez, what's your what's your name on Hive? The Gomez. That's me, bro. Just the Gomez? Yeah, just the Gomez. All right. Well, I'm uh, the Joe Shoes like everything else. Um, I'm not going to follow you because it came to my attention this week that after over 20 years of knowing you and being BFF to the FFF and being the best man at your wedding, uh, you did not follow me on Twitter, Gomez. But clearly, I must have hit the button to unfollow you at some point because I see your tweets. You act like I've never replied to you. I talk to you. No, we you talk. Don't. You do not. You've you probably had me on block. Have you blocked me? This is crap. Are you Kevin Smith? I still see your tweets, so this is why it never even occurred to me that this was not something. I must have just hit it. I... Some friend you are. <laughs> On Thanksgiving, no less. The day where I'm supposed to be thankful for all the important people in my times in life. And here you are. just, just tre- You're treating me like Thanksgiving. Tossing just, me to the side. Just remember... I could. I knew when I hit that button. I said, "This motherfucker is gonna say something." I fucking know it. And I could have sat there. I could have took that secret to my grave. Okay, <laughs> remember that, bro. But I said, "No, that's not right." I gotta follow my man. I gotta make sure. Okay, come on. I deserve you know some credit. <laughs> you know what's funny is like a month ago, the major wrestling pod finally followed me, and I'm just like, <laughs> and I get that notification too, and I like I that one I screenshotted and tweeted, and I go, well, I I I kind of always thought they just were following me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. all these people who were supposed to be my buddies. I know who my true friends are. <laughs> like yeah, my 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 true friends. Kazumi and Remy LaCroix, <laughs> the people who do follow me. And those are some good names. If, uh, if, if, if you know, you know. Uh, hysterical. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I always end up working Thanksgiving now. It used to be my, my one holiday that I would take off. I would take off Black Friday, make like a long weekend out of it, go see my family. But now I have no family. They've all abandoned me. They've abandoned my boy. <laughs> They've uh, they've all gone back to New York, so I'm like, well, like, well, what else am I gonna do? I ain't going there, so yeah, I I definitely ain't going up to fucking upstate New York, <laughs> and not in this weather. You know me, I don't I don't do the Northeast in the it's winter been months, cold, bro. It's been like 20 degrees, bro. It's fucking cold. It's bad enough when I gotta go during the summertime because I'm still cold then. Yes, when it's 70 degrees, Joe is like, what is this? I'll literally tell a quick story. A few years ago, I was going to meet up with Gomez and his wife, and we were going to go to a Mets game in May. And we did. I flew up. I I spent, like, the weekend up there. We go to this Mets game. I was freezing. 
it is the first week of May and I thought I was going to die. And Gomez's wife was like so unnerved by how cold I was that this poor woman had to give me her coat <laughs> and say, just please don't rip it. Because it was like Chris Farley, fat guy in a little coat situation happening in the the Caesars, uh, what was it? The Caesars club section of City Field. I thought, Gomez, I legitimately thought I was going to die. And then I had to go to the merch stand and spend like, I don't know, $2,000 on a hoodie just to Most try to keep brought a hoodie. I'm like, Jesus. That's how you know it's cold. When you go into the Mets gift shop to buy a way overpriced hoodie. Yeah. Oh, my good. I thought I was going to die. That's how cold it was. The real temperature that day, 67 degrees. I was going to say, it wasn't that cold. It's just our man here. He's got that flaw in his blood. It's unbelievable. I mean, well, listen, I, I claim it now. Like, I don't say I'm from New York anymore. When people say, where are you from? I say Tampa, Florida. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You turned your back, bro. 100%. New York turned on me first. <laughs> it's unacceptable. Unacceptable. The, do you get uh back to Thanksgiving, Gomez? Do you yeah. have anything you do? Anything special? Any kind of tradition outside of the actual dinner? No, we sit just, around, watch the football, kind of. Yeah, we just put the football game on. We all just hang out and chill. We don't do not. The menu's always the same. That's our tradition. Mm. We make the same shit every year. We don't deviate really from that. Dessert, maybe we'll bring a different pie or something. Yeah, I uh. I give my mom a lot of credit. My mom would always host the holidays when it came to the whole family or the aunts and uncles, cousins would come over the house. And my mom was on point with making sure like all the little fixings and side dishes were always put out there. But then when I got to be like in my twenties, I want to say maybe like early twenties, I don't know how this happened or why it started, but we did, we had white castle like early in the day. And then we put out white castles as appetizers. We put them on a, a nice plate with little toothpicks in them so they look fancy schmancy. And that ended up becoming a tradition for the last few years that we lived in New York was we would get a Crave case and just put it on the table and everyone would pick at these White Castles and they would go like gangbusters, Gomez. Of course, of course. White Castle's so phenomenal. <laughs> well, I hope our listeners, they know about the goodness of White Castle. Oh my god, so good. I miss it. I and we have one here. It's not I shouldn't say I miss it because I have the opportunity to go to White Castle whenever I really need to. It's a little bit of a drive, maybe about 25 minutes, a half hour, but you know, I don't want to make that. It used to be 10 minutes. It used to be around the block basically. Now I feel, you know, I'm spoiled. I'm like oh, I can't put in that time to go to White Castle now. What a jerk, bro. It's the weekend. You got nothing to fucking do. Go to fucking well, White Castle. What well, are we doing? You want to hear the peak of laziness is I would look at that and go, ah, too far for me. Maybe I'll just Uber Eats and have somebody else do the too far portion. It's unbelievable. This but guy. now now it's outside of my range. They have changed the White Castle uh, in my uh, preferences, I guess. It doesn't allow White Castle to be delivered to me anymore. Really? I'm guessing it's because of the gas prices. I just figured they just charge you extra, bro. Like, well, they they did, and there would there was one time I think I paid a delivery fee of like twelve dollars on Uber Eats, and I was like, I was like, you know what? I don't do this all the time. I'm just gonna do it. Fuck it. Like I usually, whenever I need Uber Eats, I look to see what has like a zero dollar delivery fee. I'm that always, guy. yeah. 
And then I'll be like, oh, you know what? This is okay. The pizza place or or Buffalo Wild Wings, zero dollars. Yeah, I could eat something from you. That's fine. I can do that. And I just, I really wanted that White Castle. And it was like delivery fee, $12.99. I was like, I don't even care. Just fuck it. But I made sure I ordered. I ended up spending like 80 bucks that day on White Castle. Insane, bro. Because if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pay it, I'm gonna make sure I fucking order a shit ton, you know, (laughs) make it worth it, you know. (laughs) I do understand, I get it. You gonna yes, fuck this. I'm getting my money's worth. I understand. The problem is then they change the service fee based on the size of your order too so the more you oh. spend it's a larger service fee on top of just the delivery fee i didn't know that that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uber eats is such a work it is but I, that's why i don't use it because i it's just it's it's too much i know but, better but the thing is we don't have delivery options like in florida that we're used to in new york you always got a chinese place a pizza place at minimum you get some local places that'll deliver to you Florida doesn't really have normal delivery places. And a lot of the places that do, you know, that'll leave a menu in your mailbox or on your door. They're not exactly the places you want to eat from. Like we got a lot of bad pizza places down here in Florida. I believe it. I'm going to pick up the food. I order the food and I go pick it up. Well, I worry about having to go out at night because I don't want to lose my parking spot. I understand that. When I was in Queens, that was the worst. Coming home at 9 o'clock was the worst. It's like, God damn it. Here we the go. community I live in now has limited park. I don't want to say it's limited parking, but if you come back at a certain time, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a parking spot. I feel like they've given out too many parking passes for say, the amount of available spaces. That doesn't make sense. Everyone should be allowed a spot. That's uh... You know, there's no assigned parking, so it's first come, first serve. So... You know, if I if I work late at night or something, now I'm struggling with, oh, fuck, I hope I'm able to find a spot. That's crazy. I yeah. that shit. Uh, so happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hope you're enjoying it. Thank you guys for downloading the Car Jomez podcast. Thank you for making last week a very highly downloaded show. We appreciate that. All you guys came out for the Beastmaster. Beastmaster. Which, <laughs> what a fun time we had last week. So good. And Gomez, you know what that triggered? What a trigger, baby. We got another review. Ooh. So this review is on iTunes. It comes from Slim Roy. Hey, buddy. Thank it's you. T- five stars titled The Kings of Pop. That's us. And Slim Roy says, what can you say? It's the only pop culture podcast with a boat captain who has pooped in the woods. Where's the lie? I detect none. So Slim Roy, thank you so much. Appreciate the review. Slide into those DMs and we'll get you one of those very limited Car Jomez 8x10s, just like we sent out last week for our man Mike Frias. We appreciate them. Keep them coming, guys. Wherever it is that you listen to this podcast, if it's Spotify, you can leave five stars. iTunes, five-star reviews. We love them. We'd like to get to two billion reviews. Two billion is the goal. I don't think that's a hard ask. I mean, I, what, what are we doing? I think we're at 49. So we have um, a couple of weeks to go. Oh, number 50 coming up. Oh, we should do something special, like a high five or something. We'll say, hey, thanks, buddy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here. You get nothing. <laughs> Bastards. Oh, 
So how you doing, buddy? How's your week been? Gomez, what an incredible week. Thank you for the Twitch stream all week <laughs> long. The Beastmaster 2 through the portal of time. 24 hours, baby. More, way more than 24 hours. It's 24 hours a day for days. Days. I just turned it off now because I didn't want it to interfere with us recording uh, the podcast. I said, let me, let me shut this off. There was multiple times through the week where I'd be like, you know what? Like, let's just see what, what part of the Beastmaster 2 through the portal of time we're up to. I probably watched this movie about four or five times this week. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I watched I watched it quite a bit because I was always popping on to make sure everything was looking good. And then, you know, you got to stay. It's <laughs> a certain parts. You just got to stay and watch. It was, uh, it was a really good stream. I thought the... You know, I had no lagging. It was clear. Yeah. Or the audio was good. So I really kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. I have fun doing those things. <laughs> I'll try to do more in the future. You know, just pop up, show a movie maybe that we're going to talk about. Why not? I think uh, we got to find a way to maybe pop on and do a, you and I will do like a scheduled showing of something. Sure. Where we do our Mystery Science Theater 3000 type like our our own riff tracks riff tracks mm, love me a riff tracks yeah this you know I'm our down. country <laughs> uh, i hope uh i hope people watched it you know i got stats people did show up i don't know how long they stayed in there for or whatever but i know people did come in the room i hope uh i hope you guys watched it because it needed to be seen <laughs> what i can't believe now after we finished recording last week's episode about the Beastmaster, you texted me about an hour later to say that your wife had not only seen Beastmaster 2 before, but actually said, oh, I like part two better than part one. So How is it that <laughs> we, we watched Beastmaster, she enjoyed it, and then when I was like, oh, I found Beastmaster 2, I said, oh, yeah, it is. And when I showed her the clip... And he had the long hair. She said, oh, that's the Beastmaster I know and love. <laughs> I was not expecting that. That I know and love, she says. Yes. Well, you know her mom. Her mom is big into uh, sci-fi fantasy stuff. So Claims you know, to have invented He-Man. She invented He-Man. Says she drew a picture or something. I don't remember the full story. I can find out. But uh, she invented He-Man. Uh, so she's big into that shit. So, you know, back then you had one fucking TV, right? So yeah. if mom was watching Beastmaster on TNT, guess what you were watching? Fucking Beastmaster on TNT. So be- better than the shit my mom time. would watch. Oh, so she loved the movie. So she was excited to get to watch it again. And boy, it was it was a fun time. Oh, man. What a, what a time to be alive. I'm glad we did this. I'm glad we found something everybody knows and loves and we could all revisit together. Who knew? Who knew Beastmaster would bring so much joy to us this year? It's been a fun year. Hey, it must have done something because, like I said, our downloads were really high this week. So hope, hopefully that'll lead to some new subscribers, some, some more people watching Beastmaster 2 this week. Can't wait. Glad to have you guys aboard. You uh, you watch anything else besides this Beastmaster? Yeah, either? before we jump into the Beastmaster Part 2, Electric Boogaloo, I watched a new thing on Netflix called Pepsi, Where's My Jet? 
I don't know what the fuck this is. Okay, so it is a four-part docu-series on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And you may remember about 30 years ago, Gomez, Pepsi started this thing called Pepsi Points. And if yes, you I do remember Pepsi, Pepsi points, points. And if you collected Pepsi Points, you could trade in your points and get like T-shirts or a hat or a branded little Nerf football. iTunes download. <laughs> no, way before iTunes was even a thing. We're talking like early 90s here. All the 90s. Okay. Yeah. So this is like the first iteration of Pepsi Points. And in the commercial for this, this is a very memorable ad campaign because it's, you know, like a kid going to school and it's almost treated like he's like a army mission. And it's like, you know, sunglasses, 12 points or T-shirt, 15 points. And then he shows up to school in a Harrier fighter jet. And at the bottom of the screen, it says Harrier jet, 7 million points or whatever, or 700,000 points, whatever it is. I think it was 7 million is what it says on the commercial. So it says Harrier Jet, 7 million points. It doesn't have like fine print on there to say Harrier Jet, not an actual prize suggestion. Well, this is why they do this because it's shit like this. <laughs> so some guy, it was a kid at the time, or Fucking like a, people, you know, a, a young man, I should say. He's not a, a kid kid, but he came up with a plan to be able to get the Harrier Jet. He really wanted the Harrier Jet. So he sees that Pepsi gives you the option to buy points. If you need to make up whatever points, he finds himself an investor where if he buys the points, it's only going to cost him $700,000. So he gets like this rich guy he knows to basically cut a check for 700 grand, sends in the thing saying, I want the Harrier jet. Here's the money for the additional points and whatever. Because before that, he was looking at Before he knew he could buy the points, he was looking at renting a warehouse, stocking it with as many 12 packs of Pepsi. (laughs) Like his overhead was going to cost about $4 million, but he would be able to get the jet. Then he finds out he could buy the points. It's going to cost him even significantly less. Hell yeah. So he goes through with it and it becomes like this years long court battle with him trying to get the Harrier jet. And eventually the court rules against him and says, you know, basically, oh, this was always known to be a joke, but it shows Pepsi's ad campaigns from other countries. Like in Canada, they had the similar campaign, but there is fine print in the Canadian one saying this is not a real prize. And they have a campaign from the Philippines where they were given away like a thousand dollars. And all of a sudden, hundreds of people won this thousand dollars in uh, the Philippine peso, I believe it's called. And Pepsi had to like go back on that. And then a Pepsi plant gets like burned to the ground, but it's, (laughs) it's suggested that Pepsi themselves did it to distract, you know, from the riots that people wanted their money. So it's four, four parts. They're about, uh, about 40 minutes each episode, but it was really, cause I remember hearing about this all the time. Like, Oh, you know, some guy really did get the points for the Harrier jet. And it always wanted to know what happened. So here's the story. It's on Netflix for you. So Because this fucking guy, that's when you watch a commercial for guess who. It says, game card does not actually talk. Because it is fucking for people like this. <laughs> I mean, hey, by 1990, whatever it was, Pepsi should have known we should probably put something here. And then they do like a different iteration of the commercial where they raise the amount of points shown on the screen, it becomes like, 
instead of 7 million points, it becomes 70 million points. And then they release like a third version where it's like 700 million points. So mm-hmm. obviously they knew they were in the wrong. That's how I see it. Sure. But boy, people just a lot of time on their hand. Let me, I want that fucking jet. Like, well, for what? What does he want to do with it? What, he, what was He was an enterprising young man. He had figured out ways to actually monetize having the jet by like bringing it to air shows and, you know, doing events with it and like meet and greets for lack of a better term where he was looking at ways to actually monetize owning this jet. And he, right. he lived in, you know, one of these, you know, rural areas where he has significant amount of backyard, you know what I mean? Like a place to actually park it, I guess. Yeah. So uh, interesting story. It is. It's, it is interesting. I might check that out. Yeah, I think it's a it's a fun watch. It goes quick because the episodes are, like I said, they're only about maybe like 40 minutes m- most. So pretty interesting. Uh, you get into a lot of legalese once you you hit that part. There's a kind of a beginning where you're introduced to the, the characters here. So you get like their origin stories and stuff. But very interesting. If you remember the Pepsi points promotion, if you remember hearing the rumors, I especially in a pre-internet day you know it was one of those things like you know someone got the jet you know it's the same thing as you know the old, real ultimate warrior died there's been like three of them since i love that shit i love how it was always the internet was always around with weird little things people always found a way to come up with bullshit <laughs> and somehow they would get around like you'd go you know we were in grade school at the time and i i remember hearing you know that ultimate warrior thing yeah. was like you know, yeah, that's not like it was gospel. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It's like, oh, that's why his hair's different. He's old. I remember. <laughs> and we all heard about it. All that shit. Yeah. You know? So that's that's what I was watching. In addition to everything else, we we checked out this week. We said we were going to watch uh, some Rick and Morty. We said we were going to watch uh, some Beastmaster. But there's one thing I wanted to ask you, Gomez. Mm. To follow up from last week. Mm-hmm. Was Gomez able to snag some Taylor Swift tickets? Of course not. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. What a fucking disaster that was. My goodness. Boy, oh boy. Ah. So I was we went for the uh we didn't get into the the regular pre-sale, so we were trying to get the Capital One pre-sale. We had a Capital One card all lined up. We were ready. We were on the queue. We were there. Now, the way I understand it from listening to everybody in our group chat talk, because everybody was attempting to get Taylor Swift tickets except for me, just because I don't have the patience for it. It's not that I don't want to go. It's not that I'm too cool for school this time. I just don't have the patience to deal with this shit. If I want to buy something, I want to be able to go buy it. The way I understand it was... Like we spoke about last week, you had to sign up to be able to be in a lottery to get to a pre-sale, and you had to sign up for multiple shows. It's not like you could even just go yes. to her master list. Like you had yeah, to no. sign up you for each show individually, yep. basically. Yes, you had to pick a show. Crazy. So how many different shows were you quasi-registered for? We were trying to get for uh, Boston, Philly, and New York. All the the local stuff, you know, okay. anything, so anything within, within driving, driving distance, within driving distance. So uh, we had all the windows open, you know. We were trying different different sets of computers. We had this one. This computer was trying to do Jersey. This computer was trying to do Boston. 
you know, shit like different tabs and different windows, you know. We might have had Safari open. We might have had Chrome open. We were trying it all, brother, man. Okay. And uh, we got on the queue, and the queue, it froze for a while, which everyone said, to everyone from the pre-sale before said, you're going to be in the queue. Nothing's going to happen for like an hour, and then the queue is going to start moving. And that's pretty much what happened. For an hour, it was like, you know, over 2,000 people, it kept saying and then eventually it was like, oh, 1,700 people, 15, you know, it just went down and down. We got to the point where we were able to get the tickets. There were just nothing left when we got to the screen. So by the time you got in, there was nothing left. There was nothing left, yes. One of our friends actually was able to get tickets into their cart. But as they tried to buy the cart, it Sold disappeared. Out. Sold out, gone. So So now you know what I go through with a lot of these toys pre-sales and stuff. 100%. That's that's some of the reason I don't bother collecting stuff. I don't have the patience for this to be fighting for things. Like, I get annoyed when I see my things in exclusive for this place. I'm like, oh, I got to fucking go out of my way to get this thing. It's like, I just want to be able to push a button and fucking get it. It just, I'm still surprised by this entire thing in the sense that she's such a big star. And she's doing these massive arenas. The supply is plentiful. And to think about how quick they either went out or how just badly Ticketmaster dropped the ball from Jump Street, that's what gets me. It's We're not talking about a, a, an action figure limited to 500 here. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of Taylor Swift tickets that apparently only 1% of people were able to get. But the demand was was so much. I saw a thing on the news. If Taylor Swift met, Taylor Swift met the demand for all the tickets, she would have to play every day at a stadium, at a football stadium, for two and a half years to meet the demand. My God. So that's just insane to think about. That's a lot of fucking shows, a lot of people. It was crazy. And, uh, you know. God bless. They canceled the general sale because they oversold the pre-sale. Of course they did. Unbelievable. So <laughs> that was the best. Seeing that tweet. Uh, we have canceled the general sale. <laughs> you oh my God. Ticketmaster. And then Ticketmaster goes and they blame Taylor Swift. <laughs> they said they it was said her it was fault because she hasn't toured in she a couple of years. Toured, you know, first of all, COVID. You know, it wasn't yeah. like there was a COVID thing. And then it's her fault. Oh, you fucking jerk offs. Well, now now the government wants to get involved because Love they don't want to do any they don't want to do any real regulation. But when it comes to something like this that is kind of universal, everybody hates Ticketmaster. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's go battle that instead of lowering taxes or something. I'll take I'll take any victory I could get, bro. I listen. Yep. Obviously, we'll take the taxes, but if she they could fuck up Ticketmaster, please fuck up Ticketmaster, please. Like <laughs> well, I mean, I'm on board because I don't know when this really began. It certainly didn't feel like this when I first started going to shows or events like on my own when I reached my adolescence and my late teen years where it felt like you could go and buy tickets. Then all of a sudden it hit a point where every time you buy a ticket, your service fee was the price of another ticket. Pretty much. I feel like when it went online only we're like, you can't really go up to box office anymore. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, people used to do that. Right. I used to yeah. wait in front of a venue for a fucking day 
to get tickets sometimes yeah. if you had to. We remember the you used to have the music stores, nobody beats the whiz, the electronic stores, and yes, they had the Ticketmaster box office yep. inside. And you'd be like, okay, this band's tickets are going on sale this day, and you would just get on, you get there and get just, online. Be a line. Yep, Make sure you line. collected your money from your friends in advance. Mm-hmm. Or if uh like I worked in Midtown Manhattan at the time, so be like, oh, this band is coming to Irving Plaza. Well, okay, I, I'll make a stop at Irving Plaza yeah, before I exactly. go to work and go pick up the tickets. Or I'll make a stop at the Roseland Ballroom and go pick up the tickets. Uh, remember WWF wrestling? When wrestling was yeah. hot in the Attitude Era. We'd go to the MSG. <laughs> you, you'd have to go to the Garden or you'd be at a house show or some yes. kind of live event and they would announce tickets for the next event are going on sale yeah. right now and then right so now. you if you i remember royal rumble 2000 you had to go to the house show prior to that like a <laughs> month and a half prior to be able to get first dibs at royal rumble tickets so that was like a thing you had to have your money and give it to the one person who was able to go that night or and just be ready for that kind of stuff and then you would have the pre-sale autograph signings remember those like, oh, WWF is coming to town. Here's the on-sale date at the Nassau Coliseum. Come meet the big show and, and buy tickets. <laughs> Come meet the big show. They still do stuff like that. I love that shit. Do they really? <laughs> you see stuff like that. Like, oh, come on down. We're doing this. Oh, goodness. I feel like we, we lost all that when everything went to the to the internet. Pretty much. But they, every once in a while, they do a thing. But that's why. Our convenience fee is a price of another ticket. It's yeah. It's pretty insane. What I the fee I hate the most is the uh the facilities fee. Yeah. Because what the fuck is the facilities fee? That's what the act or the yeah. team or whatever pays to rent the building. Yeah. That's the facility fee. Why am I getting charged for that on top of it? Because they want to charge us for everything. It fucking sucks. Good. I like you said, I hope Ticketmaster does get their fucking shit pushed yeah. in now. The fact that they were able to merge with Live Nation, it just never made sense. Like, what are we doing? Like, there's no place to get tickets now. And they do their dynamic pricing. That's insane. That uh, you go you go to get Blink tickets and, oh, look, they're $100. Oh, wait, now they're $200. Like, what? what the wait, fuck I'm sorry, this? what? Yeah, so there was some dynamic. I don't know all about it because I didn't try to get Blink tickets. But supposedly there was this dynamic pricing where the price ch- there was no set price. The price was going to change based on demand, and so that's why like Blink One Eighty Two tickets were like three hundred dollars because there was a big demand. Some shit like that. I remember when the Mets started that, and this is going back a long time now. It used yes. to be different hey, different games want- with different prices. Yeah, depending on who they were playing, they were sorted into like. Yeah. Gold, silver, you and see a good price. team. Yeah, you, you want to pay. see a good team, you gotta pay like double the price. It's like, <laughs> it's wait a minute, what? what? Like, you're supposed true. to be the good team. And like, I and I that always bothered me. But this is the world, they're always gonna find a way. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they don't charge us in movie theaters. You want those middle seats? It's gonna be three dollars extra. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm sure that shit'll come one day. I, at some point, right? They're gonna have to find what's gonna be the next way to monitor that. Same thing with the airlines. It became yes. First, it became they charge you for a bag. Then it became they charge you to pick your seat. Then Bro, you became, can't pick your seat anymore. Like it's uh, it's insane now. It's like oh, this is this price, but you know you don't get a bag or you can't pick your seat. So yep. you gotta give us that extra thirty five dollars. Sorry, bro. It's like oh, okay. 
You can't even bring a check bag. Go fuck yeah. your mother. So what? Some, no, some what? you can't even bring a carry-on bag. Yes, a ca- yeah, you can't bring a carry. That's what I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you can't bring a carry. Like what? Go you're, fuck you're only yourself. allowed a personal item that can fuck fit under the seat you. in front of you. Nickel and dime us, bro. It is just ugh. <laughs> these people. Oh, like, I hate flying these discount airlines. I understand they're they're cheaper or whatever, but are they really like when you book a, a ticket on Spirit or Frontier, and then you oh, you want to pay pick, for that seat? Look, yeah, you got to pay extra. So now I want to I want to pick my seat. I want to yeah. know where I'm sitting. So okay, that's twenty five bucks. Okay, now I need to bring a, at least a carry on bag, and that's forty bucks. And then if you don't pay for your carry on bag in advance, guess what? Now it's seventy five bucks. Like yes. you end up paying the same amount you would have paid to fly on Delta, and I would have been a hell of a lot more comfy on Delta than I am on Spirit. Where it feels yeah. like my knees are in the guy, and I'm not even that tall, but uh, spirit, your knees are in the dude in front of you's lungs. Ah, uh, yeah, I flew that last year for the first time because I've never been on any of those things. And when I went to Minnesota, a lot of the flights were like that because it's a cheap little mm-hmm. air thing. And I'm like, all right, it's twenty five dollars. Like, oh, but then it's twenty five dollars to sit here, and it's ten dollars to sit here, and it's this to sit here. It's just. It's, I was like, oh, all right. I mean, it's still cheap, but yeah, it, it starts adding up. Ugh. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable, Joseph. What are we yeah. doing here? It's an outrage. Oh, what it is. my God. And remember, baggage fees only came about in the early 2000s, post yes. 9-11. Yes, it was supposed to be a way for the airlines to help recoup some of the money they lost. It was supposed to be a temporary thing to help the airlines recover after yeah. 9-11, where no one wanted to fly. But now we're 20 something years out and they ain't going away. <laughs> Real fast, Joe, before we get into the stuff we watch, I want to ask you something since we're talking about outrage, people being outraged. Uh, did you see the uh, the quotes from uh, Quentin Tarantino that came out this week? So I just, I didn't read the actual quote, but I know he, I guess he shit on the guy who played Shang-Chi. No, he didn't even. So this is what I'm saying. So, Quentin Tarantino said nothing crazy. What he said is uh, the problem with the Marvel movies and stuff is that uh, we don't have action stars, right? Uh, You're going to see Captain America. You're not going to see Chris Evans, okay? Okay. You're going to see Captain America. That's what he said. That's all he said, bro. Talking about movie stars, how we don't really have big movie stars. Like Tom Cruise is a movie star. A lot of people, they're not. You know, so this fucking Shang-Chi guy <laughs> starts popping off at the mouth and everyone's like, what are you talking about? Anyone could have been Shang-Chi. That's what he's trying to say. Like, you were lucky enough to be the guy they chose, but nobody went to the movie because you were in it. They Correct. went because it was a Marvel movie. They went because it was an Asian story. All these things. You just happen to be. The guy, but, but nobody went to see what's what's his name, Simu uh, Simu Lee or something like that. No, yeah, there there was there was maybe outside of his a couple immediate people, family sure. who they liked no, his work. Nobody, this movie was not a success because he was the headliner in it. Correct, not at all. And as much as I love Chris Evans, people going to see Captain America, they're gonna see Captain America, whether it was Chris Evans or fucking Jim Krasinski or fucking the guy from the. It don't matter. And I think we'll see that, right? I guess the big test is when Sam Wilson is Captain America. Takes over Captain America, yeah. 
and that makes a hundred million dollars, right? It's just well, it's cap. Oh, Anthony Mackie's now a big superstar, right? No, it's it's the brand. It's it yeah. is what it is. And so these people are just losing their minds like that. I was like, he ain't saying nothing. He's talking about movie stars. We talk about it all the time. And, the and Rock is a movie star. He don't make good movies. We run to see his movies. But that's it. Who else we running to see movies? But of? this is this I think is a problem with the mo- movies now as a whole. Remember, you said like we don't get these adult movies anymore. But when we watched no. Bagger Vance a few weeks ago, yeah, you said that this is the kind of movie that they doesn't never get made anymore movie. because it was just a couple movie stars just doing what they do, and you had a nice, Acting. good little yep. story, and you do not get that anymore. You know who is a movie star at this point? We're very limited. You know, it used to be movie stars were only in movies. You wanted to see Tom Cruise. He was a movie star. He wasn't doing a Netflix limited series. You know, mm-hmm. even Will Smith. Will Smith, to me, is, yes, is a big star. You went to see star. Will Smith? Yes, you went to see But Will now Smith I can turn on, see his new movie on Netflix. As yes. bad as Bright was, you know, it, it still had some appeal because you're going, oh, fuck, this is a Will oh, Smith, Will Smith movie. 100%. That's what it is. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, these people, that's a movie star. We went to see, oh, you got to see the new Arnold movie. We got to see the new you know, Stallone. And there were there were levels to that. It, you know, I, I hate to continue to bring everything back to wrestling, but you have your your top guys. Of course, there's your the main event, upper. Yes, there's Pierce levels. Brosnan is a movie star, but he's not, like, he's not Tom Cruise, but Pierce no. Brosnan is a legitimate movie star. I mean, he fucking played James Bond. James Bond, yes, that's a big deal, <laughs> you know? But like he, when he's doing Mrs. Doubtfire, I'm going, oh fuck, Pierce Brosnan is in this with Robin. Well, yeah, fucking sign me up. So that that's that's what this was. I'm just watching all the replies and all the, and everyone's just like coming for Quentin Tarantino, like he said something so crazy. This is something we everyone talks about. We don't have movie stars. That's it, bro. God damn the. The Marvel baby boys, they were just going at it today. Just, you know, and it's not even a movie star thing. I think it's just harder to be a star in general because now everyone is relegated to these niches. Back when, and I hate to say when, when I was a kid or when I was growing up, but even when I was going through college, if I was a communications major, I was a journalism major and I took all these classes and I was interning at a classic rock station in New York for a while. And the host whose show I worked with was this guy, Jim Kerr. And Jim Kerr is like a legend in radio. He's been doing radio for God knows how many years all over the country. And he settled into New York. And he is a legitimate living legend when it comes to being on the radio. Yeah. And one of the things he said, he'd be like, you have to know a little about a lot. You have to be able to hold any kind of conversation with any kind of person And that made a lot of sense to me because I'm someone who has a lot of varied interests. I like having conversations about a lot of different things. Same thing we do here. We talk about an awful lot of things. And that's, you know, maybe like a lot of shit. It pigeonholes this show in a lot of ways. But at the same time, I'm doing a show that I like and the people who like it, then thank you for I appreciate that. But why is it we just we just the we the pop culture show. There's a show that you want to listen to talk about toys. There's a show you want to listen to talk about. But that's what but that's what the world has become now. It's not. Yeah, but this. But I also want a show that people just talk about topics, talk about things, you know, like I love uh, part of the interruption. Will Bond and Kornheiser. 
great show for a long time and they would have their checklist and they run down all their different topics and you'd get your little bit of tennis and you'd get your little bit of baseball. And the thing is, is like, I'm a baseball fan first. So now I don't have to sit through all these topics. If I just wanted, I could just turn to the MLB network and hear for the 49th time, the 30th different guy analyzing Justin Verlander season. Exactly. I don't want to. And that's, but that's where we've come to as a world where we don't want, it's not about knowing a little about a lot. We want you to know a lot about a little. And that, I think, especially with all the things I do, it hurts um, my reach, especially my YouTube channel, because my YouTube channel doesn't know how to classify me because I'm doing a toy video. I'm doing a food video. I'll put up short videos from either Captain's Log or from this podcast. And people don't know if they want to subscribe or not because, oh, I, I like this guy for his He-Man toy videos. But I don't want any of that food stuff, so eh, fuck it, forget it. I'll just find someone like Pixel Dan, who's only doing toy videos. Or I'll find the major wrestling figure podcast guys, because they're doing wrestling toys. It's, we, we, we only, we seem to only want experts in a very limited niche nowadays. I get it. I, I'm not that person, but I understand. I mean, I get it. You have people who I guess are experts in the field or at least can be portrayed as experts in the field. But I, at the same time, it's not me. And I, I, yeah, I guess I could, if I wanted to, I guess I could do a show about He-Man every week, but are you really going to listen to a show just about He-Man for 45 minutes to an hour every week? That's what I mean. I'd rather you just talk about He-Man for 10 minutes when something comes up that we need to talk about He-Man. Yeah. You know, or, or are you an eighties baby like me where, Okay, now we talked about He-Man this week, but G.I. Joe just did something cool. Or Voltron is coming back or, you know, whatever. You know, Comic-Con is not Comic-Con for one thing. It's Comic-Con for all these different fandoms. Star Wars. Comic-Con's got everything. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, when I go to a Comic-Con, I'm not excited for one thing. I'm probably excited for 15 different things. The way it should be. You should have interest in lots of things. And you should want to hear about all those things. You know, the same way we complain that athletes don't play multiple sports growing up now, and they're worn out by the time they get to pro hmm. ball. Pitchers, you know, blowing out their arms in high school, not even getting the chance to become a professional. Or guys who didn't grow into athletic bodies because they just did one thing for so long. But, hey, whatever. This is the world. This is why we're on TikTok now. Uh, I haven't done a TikTok yet. One day, I haven't even opened the app in a while. Are you are you doing TikToks on the regular? Well, if I make uh, some of the short videos that you see posted you on our social there? media, I put them up on TikTok. I'll do the same thing for Captain's Log when I have them. Um, every now and then, I will post. I'll see some kind of cool, um, like trend thing people are doing. Like You'll there was a it. She-Hulk one. Oh. Where it turned me yes, into She-Hulk, right. I did that one. <laughs> that's right. Yes, I, look, it's kind of cute. It's kind of fun. I saw your uh, your daughter did one this week. Oh which yeah, she it tells you what kind of di- which Disney cat you Disney are. Cat, yeah. And so I was like, oh, let me try this. So I tried it. I got a cat. I had no fucking idea who it was. I think it was a light skinned Figueroa. I do. So it's Figaro from 
yeah, uh, Pinocchio. Yeah, but it don't even look like Figaro. It's like everyone's <laughs> like everyone acting like I should have been like, oh, I know who the fuck this is. My man, it wasn't even the right color or nothing. It, it was, was a weird. bad drawing. He <laughs> so was mad ass. Come at me like I'm Quentin Tarantino talking <laughs> shit. Fuck you, people. Oh man. So we watched two things this week, Joe, for the podcast here. Yeah, I guess we're gonna start with Rick and Morty, right? Yeah, we'll start with Rick and Morty. Um they did the thing where they uh did a couple episodes, then took a little break. They're coming back from their break now. So there were six episodes in the first half of this season. I watched them all. Uh did you watch them all, baby? You watched all six? I did. I watched I watched all six. They were, I watched them on adultswim.com, which has to be the fucking worst site to ever watch anything on. I just downloaded it because I was like, I don't, last time we looked, it wasn't anywhere. I'm not even going to bother. So I just uh, grabbed them. And uh, hmm, what, what are you thinking here, Joe? Because uh, I got to say, I wasn't really feeling it. I wasn't feeling any single episode in this season. And remember last time we, we kind of really slept on Rick and Morty. Yeah. We came back to it. We, we were, were like, all what are we about doing? it. Yeah, I can't believe we why missed it. Why did we take so long? This was so good. That's why I figured this time. I said, let's not do it again. Let's jump back in there. And uh, we could have waited because I, I liked a couple things. I liked the sleep one. Like, I guess that was my favorite one. Uh, with the sleep people, yeah, uh, the, the yeah, night people, the night people. Like I, I like that one probably the best. And all the other episodes had things that I liked, but nothing really. The whole it was just like, ah, oh, okay. Like none of the ideas were that good. Like there was I, nothing. I'll be honest. There's I, I probably agree with you that the night people one was probably my favorite. But when I say it was my favorite, it's still a very low favorite. Sure. It wouldn't yeah. have been my favorite in any other any season. Other stuff, yeah. Um, I mean, last season was a, a whole bunch of bangers. Yeah. Like, it really was, and this was kind of very mediocre. I, I, I don't necessarily. I'm not into where the story's going. Yeah, we were excited, right? Because it ended on a cliffhanger. We weren't yeah. sure how the show was going to be. And uh, well, it's not going to be very good is what it's going to be. <laughs> and I don't know. I haven't checked the feedback or anything. I don't know if we're alone in this thought. I didn't even uh, I didn't yeah, get a chance to no look. Idea. I have to see because I don't know. I was, uh, yeah, like I said, I wasn't feeling it. Uh, they kind of did a reset in this last episode, episode six. He's got his portal gun back and everything. Mm-hmm. And it kind of seemed like they're doing a reset of the thing. So, yeah, I'll be watching. But uh, I just, whew, I was not expecting to be this disappointed with Rick and Morty. That's yeah, the first time. I, like when it was over, I was like, "Oh, I'm glad I finished this." I'm, <laughs> I was happy it was over. Like genuinely, you know. Not, and they're not long episodes. You know, you're talking about 22 minutes per episode. Yeah. But it was just, you know. So what did I dedicate two and a half hours of my yeah. of my time to watching six episodes of Rick and Morty? And it's not like it was the worst thing in the no, world. No, it wasn't but terrible. But at it wasn't no point was I great. ever really engaged with anything that was going on. I mean, even very few of the jokes even landed for me. Where I did get entertainment out of Jerry trying to check himself back into the Jerry Berry. <laughs> like that was funny to me because I just the portrayal of Jerry is just spectacular and i love chris parnell's voice with it but as a whole i i would say this is probably uh my least favorite season 
hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I've I want to say I've loved all the seasons. I mean, it's probably a handful of episodes I don't like, but uh, a handful is going to be coming out of this season. But that, that's the thing is like with with a show like this, they'll try some things that don't sure. necessarily land all the time, and that's fine. You know, I like that they take chances, taking swings. Yeah, the swings here, I wasn't even. Because they could stay in the same formula all they want, where it's just Rick and Morty every day having a new adventure, and you'd probably be like, oh, this is great. Yeah, yay. We make the same joke. Show me what you got. Great. Um, But, like, they take chances. They're trying to advance a story or tell a different story, a different kind of story, and it just didn't land for me. It just didn't hit. It just didn't slap. And, I, like I said, I was happy when I was done, and I was like, oh, okay, at least that's over. They put out a claymation special. I didn't get to watch it. Uh, Summer Sleepover. It's on their YouTube channel. It's about 12 minutes. It's a claymation Halloween episode. Ooh. I was very excited to to hear about that, but I didn't get a chance to watch it. Maybe I'll enjoy that one at least. But uh, I will be watching. I didn't watch the next episode. It came out this week. I didn't watch it yet, but I will be watching it. It's on the DVR. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it because let's see. They even make the joke of, oh, now we can do our adventures. Like, now we can go back yeah. to doing what we do best. So, let's see. I don't know. Like, it, the way they ended, I was like, oh, so what are they? They were trying something. They didn't and they realized it wasn't working. It wasn't working. Too, too far in already. Like, yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm interested to see how that works. So, I'll be watching. And, you know, next week I'll come back here and uh, let you know how this episode was. And, uh, yeah, disappointed. A little sad. Yeah, I, was a, I think I agree with that. You guys make sure you hit us on the social media. Let us know what you thought about Rick and Morty. If you've been watching it, if you've been paying attention, maybe you've been watching it the whole way through. Yes. And we're just late to the party on What's this. What's the feedback? Yeah. I, I, I genuinely don't know. We've come a long way from Rick and Morty being such a supernova in pop culture to where we are now, where it feels like a complete afterthought. I wonder what the ratings are too, right? Because it was the number one show on cable, not just like number one. Yeah. Like it was the number one show on cable for a while. Like, remember how much everybody cared about that goddamn McDonald's sauce? That's just people are just assholes. But, uh, <laughs> but just the fact that the show had that kind of reach, sure, yes, for people to be like, well, oh, yes. look at Rick and McDonald's Morty. sauce, the the drinks at Wendy's, like that's pretty crazy. I like the. Have you had the Wendy's drinks? Yes. It's been I, a I long like, time. I'm not a fan of the berry one, but I'm not a berry guy. The lime one was good, yeah. The lime one, I remember it basically that one tastes like a, I would say, a, a bit of a sweeter mellow yellow. A souped up uh, Sprite there. I get like it's a little. Yeah. Yeah. I would I say more of a, a mellow yellow or a Mountain Dew than a Sprite. Sprite is kind of very tame on the lemon lime flavor profile i would think well that's why it's a little spruced up a little extra because it's supposed to be a lemon lime drink yeah but i mean compared to sprite sprite's like the the low end of lemon lime flavor compared to the sweetness you get at like a at a mountain dew like mellow yellow is like fucking drinking pure sugar i haven't had a mellow yellow in years very popular down here you get it on the fountains quite a bit oh really yeah interesting oh i gotta try one now it's been a long time it's the, the drink of the Florida man. I gotta, I gotta give that a shot. <laughs> well, Gomez, this mm. brings us to our main event mm. of the evening. Oh, baby. Coming off last week, we watched the Beastmaster first time in a long time for both of us. Yes. And then you come with the good news <laughs> that not only have you located a copy of Beastmaster 2. 
through the portal of time, but you have uploaded it and will be streaming it for a week on twitch.tv slash mezmovie for everyone to enjoy. Gomez, here we are. Beastmaster 2 through the portal of time. What a picture. Oh my goodness. I just, I just, I wish we had a time machine to be in that board meeting. I got an idea for a Beastmaster sequel. <laughs> I would, I'm assuming that Beastmaster was so popular on like the movie of the week or cable, whatever. Yes, because this is almost 10 years later. We're talking about nine years yeah. after the fact. Because so the Beastmaster is like... 82, Beastmaster 2 is 91. Exactly. So what so went on in those nine years <laughs> that someone finally like woke up and was like, was someone in a coma? Like, Killing... just... <laughs> Killing like some, some board game, executive at, at Paramount Pictures was saying, like woke up from a coma and was like, God, now I can finally make that fucking Beastmaster sequel. Oh, I've had this script for a long time. <laughs> it's been 87 years. Uh, but yeah, I guess like right, VHS sales must have been good or something. VHS, uh, cable, you something. know, rewatches, whatever. I guess because the Beastmaster was on all the time. Yes. Like, so was. I get it. But the fact that they decided, hey, we got to make a sequel is i i don't know it's impressive i i didn't have an opportunity to really look into it and research it but we get our our man dar mark singer back in the role back baby and we get a fish out of water story this time yes we do <laughs> so and here here's my thing so i i turn on twitch.tv slash mez movie and i caught the ending credits from the oh, showing and the music is like, yeah, man. I've been looking for that song like for weeks, <laughs> you know. So, whatever. I've I've been pumping that a lot. I'll be a hero. <laughs> um. So I caught like the end credits. I said, "Good, I'm just in time." Gomez made a quick little video, some bumpers in between to space yeah. out the the showings. We had some good Car Gomez clips. We had yes. some some me eating the McRib. Mm. We had Skeletor's favorite insults. We had Drinkenstein. Drinkenstein. Throwback, you, baby. Depending on how long you've been listening to us, our Stallone episode, which I believe was episode three, where we both watched Rhinestone and discovered the greatness that is Drinkenstein, where <laughs> neither one, the two of us are both bamboozled that Drinkenstein is not a bigger deal. I cannot believe it. Like how it's not constantly referenced by everybody because it is stupendous. Finally, this movie starts. And last week, I said the Beastmaster Part One was everything I wished a Masters of the Universe movie would have been. Now I get the Beastmaster Two, which is everything the Masters of the Universe movie actually was. <laughs> yes, this <is> very similar. <laughs> Boy, so yeah. The people who made this movie said, let's take the Beastmaster. Let's throw him in L.A. Let's have some wacky hijinks here. <laughs> like, I don't know why this is the route they took. I thanked them for it. Thank you so much. Cocaine's a hell of a drug, right? <laughs> like, So there's a the Beastmaster's evil... Evil brother. Evil brother has is trying to take over Beastmaster land. 
Yeah. And he, he's got this evil witch who wants to help him take over. But really, it seems like she's doing it for her own personal gain. It's up to so, no good. So he doesn't really trust her. But she's able to open this portal to a faraway land known as L.A. <laughs> Pronounced just like that. Yes. And during a high-speed car chase. Out of control <laughs> high-speed chase. Uh, the senator of California's crazy daughter, wacky daughter, bro, drives through a wall, which happens to be the portal. So she straight up was murdered. She killed herself. Like this girl should be fucking splatted along with the cops because they go right through. They go through it as well. Yes. Like what the fuck? (laughs) And they all end up in our fantasy land, and they're just like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Of course. But then she enlists the help of the Beastmaster to try to get her home. And they end up in a big fight with Dar's evil brother and his minions. And they end up going through the portal to try to save themselves. But they're soon followed in by this evil group of misfits and chased throughout L.A. Yes. (laughs) It is everything that the Masters of the Universe movie is. You transport the good people as they escape the bad people you have the fish out of water story the beast master has to go to someone's actual kitchen and gets to eat human food yes he loves it bro he's loving it his eagle just shows up and sits down on the kitchen counter to the disdain of the butler the fucking butler bro so good the butler i do love in this movie in the first movie of the beast master we don't get him making these noises he communicates like telepathically yes. To the animals, not in this one. This one's like, caw, 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 caw. and that fucking hawk eagle comes swoop. It's the a doodle do, a doodle do, cuckoo, 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 Well, right off the bat, it's already the movie's great because he makes a noise to make these things go. <laughs> I don't even know what the premise of this movie is. Like, they just end up in L.A. and then... Bro, he's trying to get a nuclear reactor thing. He's trying to get this nuclear bomb. (laughs) That's right. I (laughs) forgot about... I was so consumed with the fact that... What is the Beastmaster doing here that I forget that the bad guy is looking to get this bomb in L.A.? (laughs) Yes. There's just a, a... A military base and they're just gonna go in there and grab this bomb so good it's just well and that's why the senator's crazy daughter comes in handy and you know what for being the crazy daughter as she's described as uh by the cops and everything and she's supposed to be like some party girl it's not like you see her do drugs or drinking or like party and she just seems like a normal teenage girl who likes to drive fast oh i mean she drove very fast it said uh, she was away for like a five days without telling anyone at the beginning of the movie. So, you know, she's up to no good. You but know, then when she shows back up, remember, at the beginning of the movie, she's like driving to her sister's wedding. Yes, the wedding. And I won't then it's miss never it. mentioned again. Like, she no. just shows up at the house. They're like, oh, it's good to see you home. Would you like breakfast? <laughs> it's true. How much time has passed? Maybe, I don't know, right? They never really specified. But she never made it to the wedding? Definitely not. <laughs> I mean, unless you went back in time, who knows? Oh, my goodness. What a portal. It's a portal through time, right? So who knows? It's a portal through time. Oh, There's a scene where uh, 
our bad guys go, they got to get clothes because everyone is looking at them because they're dressed, you know, in their fantasy land bullshit. So they go to a store. I thought we were going to get a fucking montage of these people trying our clothes. <laughs> and I was very upset that we did not get with, with like some good Fugazi ripoff of like, um, Every girl's crazy about a sharp dressed man as this monster comes out wearing like a three piece suit with a turtleneck. So I was like, oh man, they didn't. I was so upset. I was like, oh, there's no montage. But we do get a montage a little later on when the Beastmaster is driving around LA and we're looking at the sights. We're learning. The yes. Beastmaster's learning all about LA. He's sitting shotgun in her. Porsche or whatever it was that she's driving through town and I just love the Beastmaster's face when she puts the top down and he's like what is this sorcery the top goes down she puts on some rock and roll that he's just <laughs> rocking out to and he learns how to give the finger and say asshole it's, yes. very, <laughs> it's very good it's good shit bro this is a fucking good movie <laughs> and we are graced by the uh, I guess the police lieutenant or captain yes. or whatever he is playing that role in la is our double main man uncle phil the voice of the shredder mr james avery yes <laughs> he's he's had enough of this shit he's like <laughs> what is going on why is this man dressed like this why is there a fucking tiger here what yes. is happening now they didn't have a black tiger in this one. He had a normal tiger. They said, fuck it. We ain't spray painting this tiger. We ain't spray painting this motherfucker again. It was hard enough the first time. Like, fuck that. Maybe there's probably laws against it by now. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be fucking painting you, you can't, no you, Listen, guys. We, we, we understand what the Beastmaster is. You can't just go around spray painting your pets. <laughs> we get the, the ferrets are back. We get our ferret buddies. Yeah, are there. Kodo and Poto. It's not even like a replacement one after the one sacrificed himself nine years ago. <laughs> Were they just like, you know what? Nine years is a long time. No one is going to remember this fucking ferret sacrificing himself. There's certainly not going to be a podcast in 31 years that's going to go back and analyze the death sequence of a goddamn ferret. How could I not? It was so dramatic and heroic, heartbreaking. Like, oh my god! Look, I think if you watch that scene and you didn't have a tear in your eye and a collapse in your chest, then you're not a fucking person. Hundred percent, you're not alive. And Real this pieces of and, shit. and this ferret just back. No explanation needed. I was happy. And Poto. I was like, this is good. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that continuation bullshit. I don't want that. I don't no, want to be these, sad. We need these goddamn ferrets. I don't want to be sad. Make me happy. I was so happy to hear the names. I was like, oh, yes. Because remember, the movie ends and they the ferret has two babies, right? Oh, yeah, I suppose. But one is gone. There's only one, like, I don't, so I, I just don't want to think about that. No. So we just, as, that never as far happened. As, as far as we're concerned, these are the Kodo and the Poto. The original two. <laughs> Reprising their roles as Kodo and Poto. Oh, I wonder. I wonder how long, how long do ferrets live? I was never a ferret guy. Probably like 60, 70 years. Probably 60 years. This small, small animals usually don't last too long. I don't think. No, hold on. It's no. It's got to be like, like they got to live as long as trees. 
Hey Siri, how long do ferrets That's live? That's what I'm looking. How long do ferrets live? Okay. Four to seven years. Fourteen to eighteen hours. Oh no, that's how long do they sleep? I'm sorry. <laughs> Four to seven. The longest, the largest was 16 years, but that's very rare. Wow. A mouse is two years, a rat's three to five years. Yeah, small animals usually don't last. Like small dogs and shit. Like if you get 10 years out of a small dog, that's pretty so good. So like if, if you chop down a ferret, do they have the rings on the inside <laughs> there? You can tell how long, how old they are? I don't know how ferrets work, bro. <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't know. You seem to be an expert now. I, I just Siri told me. Right? I told you. I don't know. I never had a ferret. You know, there was never really a, a hamster, chinchilla. Like we never really fucked with those kind of kind of animals in this house. A fish. I had fish sometimes. I've never. I've never been a big animal person as a whole. Like I like dogs. Not a big cat guy. Like I, they're okay, but like I don't really want one. Um, a dog is just too much work for me. I had fish, work. but it's a lot of work too. Cleaning the tank, you know, all that stuff. It's, it's. I don't like anything that causes me extra work. You know, holidays decorating. I don't want to do no fucking decorating, bro. Like, uh, paper plates. I don't want to wash dishes. Order in. I don't want to cook. Jeez, my man. What what do you like doing? I like doing this podcast, talking Love about things it. with you, pal. Love to hear it. Let me hit some music. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? Beastmaster 2. Through the portal of time. We stream this son of a bitch 24 hours a day for like five straight days. Woo, Joseph. What kind of podcast is doing that for you? We love you, folks. That's we, a, we do this because we love you. What a gift I gave. And you don't understand. That was us a nice gift. This movie is something else. Joe, where is this thing on your main man standards? Look, is it oh. enjoyable? Absolutely. Do I like it as much as the first one? I do not. I, like I said, the first one is what I wish a He-Man movie would have been. The second one is what a He-Man movie was. Although I do think this is actually done better than the 1987 Masters of the Universe. I'm going to give this a very enjoyable triple and a half main man. That's what I'm giving it. Three and a half. It is a step down from the first one. But in some ways, this is a step up. This, uh, this you so the first one is just, I think it's just a fun, cool movie. You're like, oh, this is cool shit. This one's fucking funny. You're gonna laugh your balls off. Like, this is a funny yeah, fucking first, movie. The first one, it's it, it's not trying to, it's not playing it for laughs. This no. one is playing for laughs. Yes, this one's silly. Yes, yes, 100%. There is humor to it. They're, they're rolling with the gag. You don't put Beastmaster in LA. And not be silly. Like, yeah. you know, come on. So, yeah. Three and a half. I think this is a lot of fun. Uh, if you did not uh, see it, you weren't able to see it, hit your boy up and we'll figure something out. <laughs> oh, boy. Now that we got that out the way, Joe. Whew. Oh, boy. 
Have you looked at your calendar, Joseph? No. Why? Well, next week, when we put out a new episode, it'll be December 1st. Oh, fuck. And so I guess that means I got to... Let me dust off this button here. Oh, no. Ho, 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 ho! Welcome, boys and girls, to the five weeks of slaying! Ho, ho, ho! And slaying! That's right, folks. Slaying and slaying is back. Oh, baby. Damn it. This is the second year. The first year was such a hit, I had to bring it back. It was a smash hit. The people loved it. Even our double main man, Joe, loved it. Don't let him fool you. He had a great time with slaying and slaying. For those of you that don't know, we take two movies, a nice, regular, wholesome Christmas movie, and we pair it with some evil, terrible shit that Mez likes, a nice horror movie with similar themes, because there is a lot of holiday horror movies, especially nowadays. I feel there's at least three of them coming out every year. Oh, man. So, Gomez, what is the theme for week one? Week one, we're going to do holiday musicals. We're going to start us off with. Yes. Okay. So, there was a couple couple options for the uh, the night slaying side here. So, you know, I'm not sure. I figured there is a new... Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell, Christmas musical. I figure we should watch that probably, don't you think? It sounds like it's up our alley. Right, so it's called Spirited. It's on Apple TV. It stars, like I said, Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds. I believe it's like a uh, a Scrooged kind of uh, like thing they're going for, like with the... Uh, the ghost of Christmas past or something, like with a little, with a little okay. twist, I think. So that'll be our, our our regular holiday movie. And we're going to pair this up with Anna and the Apocalypse is the name of our slaying movie here. Oh, it's... I thought that was going to be the nice movie. Anna and Apocalypse from the X-Men, I presume. <laughs> but he's a bad guy, so that can't be nice. Well, I just figure she kind of discovers him buried in the yard and they become best friends and sing about it. No, this is a horror Christmas musical it's a zombie movie. That's what kind of movie we got here. Oh. There's a zombie outbreak on Christmas. And there's a lot of singing and dancing. It's a good time. So. <laughs> this here movie, we go. This movie is on Shudder. It's on Tubi. So it is available for free. So uh, please watch it. Spirited on Apple Plus, Apple TV, whatever the fuck that thing is called. And then Anna and the Apocalypse, Tubi, all that fun shit. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, speaking of zombies, now that we have to watch a zombie movie. Yes, you know, I was looking. I didn't I didn't see exactly what happened. What Did you see what happened on Walking Dead? I, I haven't watched Walking Dead in probably seven or eight years. And after I stopped, I never looked back. 
So the finale was this week, the series finale. Series finale, yeah. Um, and I saw some people talk about it, but definitely not a lot of people. But it's still a high-rated show. So, yeah. I mean, people are still fucking watching it. But I don't see the chat. I don't see the talk. Like, I don't see no. it on Twitter, on Facebook. I know one person who watches on Facebook. I saw mostly news sites just reporting Walking Dead is finally over. So the only thing I saw was um it was a spoiler, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh Rick came back or something at the end. Oh. And I think I think nothing happens. I think they're still zombies. I just think some people find a safe place. I don't even know. Like what what's the out? Like if that's the world, like what's the out? The, the world just ends at some point. I, I think that's kind of what happens. I, I I honestly didn't care enough to fully look. Yeah. I knew it was a thing. And I kept saying, Oh, I wonder how that ended. And my fingers never they never started clicking to see how it yeah. ended, you know? I never clicked on anything. So, you know, it's over. But again, it's over. But there's like three other Walking Dead shows. Yeah. Like there's so. What does it matter but that this show is off? Very influential for its time. Hugely popular Huge. at its peak. I mean, Crazy. hugely popular. Insane. It was absolute destination viewing for a, a good while there. But it just fell into that cycle. If that is legitimately the world, then the show isn't necessarily. A bad show i mean it is the world you know it's just okay now you get to a safe place and then oh okay now it does now it's no it's no longer safe sure now we got to find the next safe place and you know wash rinse repeat that's just what the world is and that's what the show became from an entertainment perspective it just to me it got kind of boring probably around whatever season it was that they got locked in the box cars probably like season four which is a long time ago now yeah. Um, and and season four, it doesn't even sound like that much, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But that's probably where around the time I tapped out, and honestly, didn't miss it. Never even thought to go back to it. No, I gave up in season two. I was just like, I just, I don't care. I was a comic reader. I didn't love the comics. I liked the comics. Uh, but even that, like, I never went back to. I just, it was, it was a thing. I was like, oh, it's just cool, cool story. But it never grabbed me that I was like, I need to finish this. You know, there's yeah. 30 volumes of The Walking Dead. No, thank you. I think this is, what, season 15, I think, something, something like that. Like that. And uh, no, thank you. Yeah, Redefined the genre for what it was, brought that into the mainstream. Huge, uh, the video game stuff that we got that came out of there and all the uh, ancillary zombie type stuff. I mean, zombies were everywhere for a very long time. We had the yes, uh, Left for Dead games, which might as well have been Walking 100%. Dead games. Uh, yeah. And those were pretty fun games. If you're like me, who doesn't like how involved video games can be sometimes, playing Left for Dead and just having to walk straight and shoot was a blessing yes. until you find the next base. Like, that was great, where you can enjoy games with your friends without having to think. Love that. Yes. Yes, too many games, or also uh, I put a game on and I gotta watch a thirty-minute movie. Yeah. I just want to fucking play the game, bro. I like, know. like, come on, bro. What are we doing? Oh, so that's next week, boys and girls. Slaying so and slaying. I would like to recommend, and not Ooh. as a you have to watch, but this week on Peacock something came out. So if you guys have Peacock, and if you're a wrestling fan, this may be for you. Oh God. 
It's called Dangerous Breed. What are we doing? <laughs> and it is a docu-series about Teddy Hart. And Teddy Hart has, if you've never heard of Teddy Hart, he is a legitimate Hart family member. He was signed to WWE. He was like the youngest signee in WWE history. But Teddy's kind of an asshole, and he ended up getting fired and kicked out. He was in Ring of Honor for a while, but he's kind of an asshole, so he ended up getting fired and kicked out. It's, <laughs> it's kind of Teddy's thing. Yes. Uh, I've been around Teddy a number of times throughout the years. He's, he's all right. He's, he's Teddy. You know, like, you know what you're getting. But this docuseries follows him where he would have these people who just go up to Calgary and live with him in his mansion, and they would train in wrestling with him while he was also on the side training cats to be like acrobatic show cats. This is for real, guys. <laughs> One of these people who trains with him is this girl who moves in with him, and all of a sudden... She goes missing. What? There is a lot of rumor and innuendo that go along with this story. Supposedly, when Ted agreed to do this documentary, he thought it was going to be like this puff piece about him and about training the cats. And from what I understand, now as, as this episode released, it's been out probably two days now. I haven't gotten to watch it. Uh, from what I understand, this becomes almost an investigative piece to see if Teddy has killed this girl. And there are other people involved, and there's a shitstorm coming. Because as soon as people start watching this, this is going to be the talk of fucking wrestling everything. I have I have heard what was coming in this for a little while now. Um, uh, other people I know are, you know, have closer ties to it than I do. So we've we've known what uh, is coming, and we've kind of just been waiting for this shoe to drop. Wow! This I can't wait now. Definitely, I'll definitely check this out. It's on Peacock. What's it called again? It's called um, Dangerous Breed, I believe, is the name of it. Oh my goodness. You know what else comes out this week? The uh Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Oh, that looked great in the trailer yes. they released. So we'll definitely be talking about that, I'm sure, since uh we love our MCU. Yes, we do. And listen, we love those characters, and James Gunn knows what he's doing with them. So I trust them implicitly, and we're getting some Kevin Bacon. So fuck yeah, sign me up. Can't wait. Look at that. We're going to have an action-packed episode We're going to have week. a nice full episode next week. Ooh, can't wait. But uh, can't get there until we end this one, huh, baby? Yeah, we, we got to fi gotta finish the main course before we move on to dessert, so let's do it. Mm -hmm. It is now time for the Big Finish. <laughs> All right, folks. It's Big Finish time. Let's spin that wheel. Yeah. Frozen treats. Okay, so this is like what you would get at like 7-Eleven from the ice cream section or like the good humor guy, you so know? So like what? Like the Mr. Softy truck? Like what would I get from him? 
No, like a like a chip witch, shit like that. Okay. okay. Here we go. So a chip witch, that'll definitely be on mine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean a chip witch is good. I love a good chip witch, but number one for me is the Oreo cookie sandwich. Mm. Not the one on the stick, the actual cookie itself with the cookies and cream, ice cream yeah, in the middle. That's good. That thing is fucking unbelievable. A Choco Taco. I love me a Choco Taco. Those no longer exist, though, anymore, do they? (laughs) Apparently, but I'm sure they'll be back. They have to come back. Please come back. Yeah, right? Uh, The problem is a Choco Taco is one of those things that... You don't know you want it until you see it right in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, you it's have definitely it, you go, oh. an impulse buy. Yeah. Why have like, I there waited are times, so long? There are times when I genuinely crave that Oreo cookie sandwich. Plus, you can get it at the supermarket. They sell it in like a box, box of four or whatever. Yeah, you get that you know, box. Like, I've never been able to get a Choco Taco at, at my local King Cullen. You know what I mean? Yeah, they do. They sell a thing, too. Since when? They, it's the same shit, bro. They sell I've a box never, that has like four of them in it. I've never seen a Choco Taco in a store. Oh, I'm I sorry. Think that, that. The only times I've ever been able to get a Choco Taco was originally at Taco Bell. When yes. I first started going, yes. and I was like, wait a minute. They have what? Yes, 100%. <laughs> that was the first Taco Bell, yes. And then going to like a 7-Eleven. Yes. Where you'd be like, oh my god, I can get this here too? Like, fucking A. But I've never seen it at a supermarket yeah. frozen food section. Yeah, of course. I always get that. I love that shit. I get that and I get my number three, a Twix ice cream sand, uh, ice That's cream a good bar. One. Ooh, so, so good. I that said I do like it. Chi- I do like it. Yes, the Twix you can get and the Snickers too. Yes. But I said I like a Chipwich, but it's not going to be on my list. Because I prefer the Toll House cookie sandwich. Yes, the chip witch with like they have the Mrs. Fields chip witch. Yeah. They have a whole bunch of chip witches. I love the Toll House one. It's just a much better cookie. Yes, it's a better opinion. cookie. Hundred percent. I would take that over the regular chip witch. When I say chip witch, I'm. In You're talking about the style, not the, the brand. Yes, yeah. it's a fucking cookie with ice cream. Now, number three, I'm gonna localize myself a little bit. Oh, if I that? go to any of the Disney parks. It's not a frozen Mickey bar. It's not a Dole Whip. I fucking hate Dole Whip. Because you're a loser with your hate of fruit. It's fucking Dole Whip. I hate fruit. But I love the Mickey ice cream sandwich. Once again, it's a cookies and cream ice cream sandwich. But it's got a lot of sentimental value to me. Number one, I love a fucking cookies and cream anything. I fucking take it behind the middle school, get it pregnant. But when I was a kid, my dad took my brother and I to Disney World and my dad loves ice cream sandwiches. Like he loves, just loves it. You could give it to him all day, every day. He'll eat a thousand of them. For whatever reason, the way my memories of this trip work is that every time we got off a ride, he would go to the stand and get everybody these Mickey ice cream sandwiches. What so a day. It felt like in the over the course of a day, I probably had five or six ice cream, probably had legit five ice cream sandwiches throughout yeah. the course of the day. Because it just felt like every time, like my dad would, we'd come off the ride, he'd be like, "Oh, why don't we go get an ice cream sandwich?" And like, what am I? I'm fucking eight years old. What am I gonna tell the man? No, like, don't get me an ice cream sandwich. Never that. So now, even to this day, every time I'm at the parks, I make a point of it to go get a Mickey's ice cream sandwich, and that is because I remember a very good trip I went on when I was a kid with my dad. It's very sweet. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's a big softy. <laughs> you know, it's a, you didn't a, a Disney trip as a kid is big deal, of course. It's a huge deal, you know. Yeah. So being able, like, I have a lot of good memories of it. You know, there was no like uh, me and my brother strangling each other on this trip or whatever. Not on that trip. No, <laughs> but we had like a nice, fun trip. It was it was only my it was my dad, my uncle, my cousin, and my brother and I. And, uh, you know, my mom wasn't there. My mom never went to Disney until, you know, recently this year. Okay, yeah. But, um, you know, it's like we didn't get to do a lot of that kind of stuff. It's very expensive to do even back then. You know, now yes. forget it. Like, I can't even imagine how. I honestly do not know how families are able to afford anything at Disney. And I know Gomez is planning a trip coming up. I can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is the ultimate go big or go home type of thing right now. It's ridiculous. Oh, all hands on deck. It's like nothing else is happening except for this. It's like, yeah, oh, it's and the thing is, you know, it, it kind of has to be this expensive because it's so popular. So many people are trying to get it's like a Taylor Swift thing where they have to keep raising the prices just to be able to try to control the amount of people getting in. Otherwise, it's just too much. That's why they, they don't even sell the the full annual passes anymore. Like any annual pass you could buy as a Florida resident is not even worth the money at this point because all the ones that are good are basically sold out. That sucks. Yeah. So even like mine, like I have it, I'm grandfathered in so I can just renew mine every year. But if you, if Gomez, if you move here tomorrow and you say, you know what, me, Kellyanne and Shiloh, we're going to get annual passes. Maybe we'll go once a month or whatever on the weekend. Maybe there's a holiday, day off from school, whatever. You can't get it. Can't get the pass. That's insane. They haven't offered it in almost a, probably a year now. It's probably been a full year that this pass hasn't even been available. Oh, yay, Disney. <laughs> Disney, brand new CEO. So, a brand new old CEO. Uh, woo. <laughs> the stock price dropped so bad they had to change out their CEO. I know. Crazy. We'll see what uh, happens there. He's he's into uh, making stuff, but he might be like, oh, this Disney stuff is a little too much. This Disney Plus stuff. Let's take a step Maybe. back. You know, I could see that. That's a lot of money going to and, nothing. <laughs> and now, and we've talked about this with Netflix when they say, what kind of return do you get? Like, at least with Disney, I see the potential to at least retain your subscriber base because yes. there's always going to be a market for Disney. And especially because they own ESPN and Hulu, like the price just went up on that bundle, just went up a couple bucks. I, you know, at least I see, yeah, everything's gone up, but. At least I see the retainment value with that. With Netflix, I don't know if there's really enough meat on that bone to really continue to retain the people you have, you know, outside of the people who are just too lazy to have to go through the process of canceling. You know, let alone, oh, we got to sign up a million new people on top of this. Like, I, I don't see where that market is anymore. Doesn't exist. Does not exist. Changes are coming. Yeah, we shall see. I mean, there's a ton of content out there, a ton of content being made every day, but it's got to find a home somewhere. It's just a matter of how many homes are going to be available to put it up. Yeah, well, you know, you don't need to put up 400 new things. You can put up 200 new things. It's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. 
Uh, what an action-packed show we got. Gomez, what are the movies we are watching next week? We're watching Anna and the Apocalypse on Tubi and Shudder. And we're watching Spirited. This is on Apple+. Plus. Spirited with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Nice little holiday movie. This is brand new. We got a lot on the plate. Don't forget Dangerous Breed because... If you if you follow because you're a wrestling fan, maybe you know me from that, or you're just interested in wrestling, I'm telling you, this fucking story is gonna fucking be out there. And everyone's gonna be fucking talking about this shit. Can't wait. I'm watching it right after, bro. That's I think I'm, I'm going tonight. as soon as we're done. I think I'm gonna go over and put it on myself. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, hit him with them plugs. Let's get out uh, of here. Everywhere on social media at Card Jomez, Twitter, Instagram. We're not quite on what the fuck is the other one yet? Bees? Is it called Bees? Hive. Hive. <laughs> the show isn't on Hive, but Gomez and I are both on Hive. Follow Who us on Hive. Show? Yeah. I, look, it's Twitter ain't going fucking nowhere. It's no. always going to exist in some Instagram and Twitter. That's yeah. It. Instagram and Twitter and, and Bees. <laughs> um, follow me everywhere at the Joe Shoes. The Gomez 154 Instagram and Twitter. That's it. Guys, Dangerous Breed on Peacock, Spirited Apple Plus, Anna and the Apocalypse on Shutter and Tubi. And Gomez, that's a Mori Cowboy. Peace.